Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast. We certainly hope and pray that you would be edified and Christ would be glorified. If you want to open your Bibles and follow along, I would encourage you to grab your Bible. We'll be kind of all over here in the New Testament. You can open your Bible to Acts chapter 10 and mark it, and then turn with me to Romans chapter 14. Before we begin, I again want to take time to say thank you for listening. And want to encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out a statement of faith about us, what we believe, and what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, there is a prayer request form there for people who have actually emailed in prayer requests. And I would encourage you, if you've not gone there, to, to please do so. I realize it doesn't change dramatically from week to week, but those people have taken time uh, out of their day to, to ask for prayers. So if you're a prayer warrior, please, please, please go pray there. As we pray for you in each every day, all of our listeners, and especially those who are persecuted for believing in Christ and trying to find out more about Him. Also, we have a possible uh, sponsor. It's asopet.com, asopet.com. Uh, they are a pet company that is starting up. Uh, they are Christians, and they are talking about trying to help support this podcast. So if you have a pet, and you would like to um, buy something that would uh, help you and your household or your pet, and at the same time, uh, a certain percent will come here. We are still working that out. We'll see how that really goes. Uh, starting February 1 is their grand opening. And so you may uh, not be up on the internet quite yet. So please, if you, again, go check it out. It might work for you and it may not. I just think God works in mysterious ways. And, and for those folks to uh, offer that, I thought that was kind of neat. Today's podcast is going to be called, Therefore, Let Us Not Judge One Another. I think that's uh, an interesting topic when people uh, get criticized or, they, or they get their sins pointed out to them. They'll say, you're not supposed to judge me. Well, that's really kind of taken out of context, but we're going to talk about that today. Uh, we have a difficult time separating church uh, in the church, especially in America, separating tradition from opinion. There's a lot of opinion in the church. They think it's law and the law. Okay? And here's some examples to test your reaction to. And I've kind of done this before. Uh, my very first sermon out of preaching school, I kind of used this kind of a format. And being naive at the time or not really understanding uh, perhaps the fallout from this uh, particular these particular questions, and as I asked them these questions, one group looked at another group, and the next question, the next group looked at it the others, and, and you'll see here. Uh, believe it or not, uh, what would your action be of putting up a Christmas tree? Okay, I actually know a congregation in Texas who split over uh, having a tree, Christmas tree put up uh, years ago in their foyer area and decorating the building, and. Uh, instead of talking about it and working it out or whatever, uh, half the group left. Okay? I know some listeners are going to say, huh? And I 
and harm myself. Of course, there's more to it than just uh, what I just stated, but uh, that's a whole other topic. Another question is, having an ice-cold beer on a hot summer afternoon when you're done mowing the yard. Or, how about lifting holy hands in worship? Uh, this has to be one of the biggest issues in some groups, especially with young people. Uh, in the church today, they want to raise their hands and they want to clap. And, and there are some groups out there that say, we don't do that. Okay, so, um, but how would, you, how would you feel about that? Or a man who comes forward and uh, an opening prayer, and instead of just standing at the pulpit, he takes the microphone off the pulpit, gets on his knees, and leads the congregation in prayer. Okay, so uh, how about having a cigarette right after one of the best meals you've ever had in a long time? I mean, those are topics, and there's an opinion on every one of those. Okay, and so whether you think it's a sin to drink beer, smoke cigarettes or not, and you have in your conscience you're not supposed to do that, fine. Okay, we need to be careful what we bind on others, and that's some of the things that we're going to talk about today. I believe Scripture honors us with a great deal of freedom in a matters of opinion. However, again, I want to stress, however, opinions, they are like mental hand grenades. If not handled properly, they can do a lot of damage. So in today's podcast, let us briefly here survey what the Apostle Paul has to say about opinions and judging one another. Romans chapter 14, verse 13 says this, and this is from the New American Standard Update. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. There's three critical points that I think that we really must understand, and here's the first one. Opinions are the focus here. Just like the noses we all have, everybody has an opinion. And most people really don't care about your nose, and they probably really don't care about your opinion. One thing, again, that we misunderstand is what is the difference between facts an opinion. Peter had trouble determining uh, the differences, the Apostle Peter. And, and here's an example. Acts chapter 10, I asked you to mark this earlier. Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 15. On the next day, as they were on their way approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. So he became hungry and was desiring to eat. But while they were making preparations, he fell into a trance. Verse 11. And he saw the sky open up and like an object of a great sheet coming down, lowered by four corners to the ground. And there were all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures of the earth and birds of the air. A voice came to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, 
Lord, for I have never eaten anything unholy and unclean. Verse 15. Again, a voice came to him a second time. What God has cleaned, no longer consider unholy. Just like Peter had troubles understanding. To him what was factual and what was not. We need to, to recognize that disputable matters do exist. And, and people don't do gray. Is there a, a clear one way of teaching the Bible or, or leading public prayer? Or what part of worship service should we take the Lord's Supper? What about the order of songs and prayers and, and whatnot? You see, we need to stop equality, equating, excuse me, equating a strongly held opinion with biblical law. Do we have absolutes in biblical law? Uh, yes, we absolutely do. And that's something that we really need to remember. Your opinion, however, is not law except for you. And I, I want to repeat that. Your opinion is not law except for you. Again, Romans 14, 23. But the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats. Because he, he is eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. I'm not sure how many of us realize the big stumbling block for, for the Jewish Christians early on was the eating of meat that was being eaten by Gentile Christians. They had been sacrificed to pagan gods. And Paul tells them, it's fine for them to eat any meat. Okay, can remember, we just this read in Acts, God has already told Peter this. Paul also tells them that if you're violating your own conscience, then you better not be eating the meat. If you do eat meat that makes you feel guilty, then it's a sin for you. However, however, do not condemn your brethren if they are eating meat that you think is sinful, and they do not. Because it's not a sin to all people. Today, one person might listen to an instrumental gospel music songs on the radio. And that for that person, they may not be violating their personal conscience. While someone else say, well, we only should listen in a cappella. And they can't listen to the one that's listening to the music with the instrument in it. And still have a clear conscience. Or like in our introduction, the young people who are willing to go to youth rallies, workshops, Bible camps. I mean, they're all raising their hands and stomping their feet and clapping and singing and praying. And, and they're being allowed to do all this at camp or wherever it is. And then they might return to their home congregation and the pastors or the elders. And so, yeah... You guys need to calm down there. You can't do this and worship God. Well, the first question that generally comes out of these young people's mouth is, 
Were we not worshiping at, at church camp or at the workshop? Our brethren in Europe, and we have quite a few listeners that listen in Europe, they, they drink wine daily with their meals because the water there may not be healthy coming out of the tap. And so here in America, when we start to teach or, or preach uh, to drink wine is sinful, we need to be very careful here. Drunkenness is a sin, absolutely. But there is a clear difference here. And we need to be careful. We, we Again, we are not to judge those people and condemn them. The, the second point here that I want to discuss is stronger versus weaker. Weak, weaker uh, equals one who disagrees with me, right? Just ask anybody. If you disagree with me, you've got to be the, the weaker brother or sister. And we, we need to be careful when we start making that claim because perhaps they look at you the same way. Maybe you they see you as the weaker brother or sister. And just because we don't agree necessarily on, on, on some topics does not make the other one weaker or right or wrong. Perhaps we need to sit down and study it out together and let God's Word direct us to where we need to be going. We need to be careful and not confuse weak and strong with right or wrong. You can be weak and you can still be right. You can be strong and be very wrong. I mean, think about the crowd on the day of Jesus' trial. Big crowd, strong crowd, all together. And they all shout for his death of an innocent man. Again, the strong and the majority were not necessarily right that day. I understand it was God's providence. He's going to be crucified. I get that. But the point I'm trying to make is, uh, just because you have numbers behind you or you think you're strong and the other person's weak does not necessarily mean that you're right. What about maturity or, or knowledge or even background? I mean, seriously, think about that. These three factors in anybody's life can greatly influence who we are, how we think, on, on different subjects. This would also have to include how we interpret certain scriptures and, and how we pray and, and so on. I mean, as I have grown and matured as a Christian and as a, as a preacher, you know, I, I had different thoughts and views on the Bible than I did 25 years ago or 30 years ago. Do you interpret the Bible yourself the same way as you did when you were a child? And the answer to that question has to be, of course not. And as we grow and mature and experience things in our spiritual walk, we learn and we grow. Of course, this again would mean in the areas of opinion, not law. Romans 14, 4. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. That's from the NIV. You know, the question Paul presents or, or lays out for all of us is this. Who are you and who am I to judge somebody else's servant? 
and perhaps in plain English, how dare you judge? Okay, Paul is not talking about you watch somebody walk down to the local grocery store, pick up a 100-pound watermelon, stick it under their shirt, and walk out, and you walk up to them and say, hey, you're stealing. You're not supposed to be stealing. You're supposed to be a Christian. Okay, have you, have you condemned that person in that, in that statement? Not really. Have you made a judgment? Yes, you, you, you made a determination that somebody stole something. Is that a sin to steal? Very clearly it is. Okay? It's because so, God says so, not because a man says so. And so we need to be careful, you know, well, maybe we need to say, Hey, Mary, why do you have that 100-pound watermelon under your shirt for? You go to church and you say you're a Christian, but you're stealing. I mean, what's the deal here? Maybe you might find out that her husband's been laid off for several weeks. Uh, he's been sick with COVID or a bad auto accident, whatever. And there's no money coming in and the kids are hungry. Okay, so now what? Was it wrong for her to steal that? Yes, it was. But perhaps you too need to stop and say, you know what? I'm supposed to be a Christian and her family's hungry and they've got kids over there. Maybe I need to go buy some groceries. Okay. Stumbling versus being aggravate. I mean, there, there is a huge difference. Again, read with me here, Romans chapter 14, verse 15. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy your brother from what Christ died. Or for whom Christ died, excuse me. Verse 20. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that would cause your brother to fall. We want to, we want to win somebody over or maybe we want them to lose sometimes. I've wondered that too. But most times uh, we don't care what it takes to win. And you can see that in our culture, in our politics, and sadly you can see it in the church. We will step on, walk on, whatever it takes to get our opinion across and make it all. I had a shirt that I wore in high school and it said, Winning is not everything, but losing is the pits. I mean, boy, that's, that's the attitude. I'm glad that we've changed that in my life anyway, but... Again, in these three verses, two key words here that we need to look at here in verse 15 of Romans chapter 14. Destroy your brother. Destroy. Verse 20. Destroy the work of God. And then verse 21. Cause to fall. The fall or, or the stumble in the end causes that person to, to leave the Lord, to leave the church. Uh, what would could be worse for any of us to cause somebody to fall so hard that they no longer want fellowship with Christ or don't want anything to do with the church. You know, I, I can't think of anything that would be more sad or, or worse. Again, here's the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 9 through 13. But take care, that is, this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone sees you 
who have knowledge dining in an, at idol's temple, but not his conscience? If he is weak, be strengthened to eat things sacrificed to idols. Verse 11. For through your knowledge, he who is weak is ruined. For the brother whose sake Christ died. And so by sinning against the brethren and, and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. I mean, ultimately, all sin is against God. Yes, we can sin against each other, but uh, even the uh, King David would say, even in his sin with Bathsheba, he, he sinned against God, and the murder that he commits was against God. Verse 13, Therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause my brother to stumble. That's the New American Standard update. So, with your liberty of opinion, Paul says, hey, he warns us, if it's going to be a problem, don't do it. When we cause others to, to struggle with their conscience, we sin. It's twofold. I mean, verse 12 tells us, we sin not only against the weaker brother, but we also sin against Christ in verse 13. Paul tells us, such as food causes his brother to stumble and violate his conscience, then Paul says, uh, I, I simply will just never eat that food again. I, I don't want somebody in the church to be cause them to sin or, or to stumble. Please understand that there's two, and I stress two, very high standards that were that are being set here by the apostle. And the one is our respect for the opinion of our brethren. And the second one is our responsibility for the spiritual health of others. And we need to be very aware of those two things. So what must, our, must be our attitude? Well, again, we need to accept one another. Romans 14.1 says, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. And some people will say, well, there, there are no disputable matters. Well, yes, there is. Verse 3, the same chapter. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything, eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Let us look for those things, honestly, listeners, that unite us and that don't divide us. Verse 13, Romans 14, 13 says, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put a stumbling block or an obstacle in your brother's way. Stop, 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 harshing, harshly judging one another. Paul writes here in verse 13. And Paul asks us in verse 4, Who gives us the right to judge Another. Romans 14.10 says, You, then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For he will all, for we all will stand before God's judgment seat. Why do we judge? Or, or what drives us to do so? Are we forcing on everyone else our opinion? so that we don't have to look at ourselves in the mirror 
or that mirror being the, the, the Word of God. Instead, let us make an effort to whatever leads us to peace and mutual edification, as stated here in Romans 14, 19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. I use that word edification, I think, in every podcast at the beginning. And that's what we're supposed to be doing, edifying, uplifting each other, and encouraging one another. And then Paul, notice here, he, he wraps all this up in verse 22. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is a man who does not condemn himself but by what he approves. We need to do our best to keep our opinions to ourselves is what I get out of this verse. Now somebody asks you for your opinion, that's different. But if you have to complain about something, complain to God about it. Really, He's the one who, who can change men's hearts. You and I cannot change people's hearts in the way they think. Only God can do that. So pray and put in God's and put it in God's hands. Opinions are an inescapable part of who we are. But how we handle those opinions is critical to the health of His church that He died for. As Paul urges, let us stop passing judgments on one another in these areas of debatable subjects. I'm not talking about law but opinions. And that's what Paul is talking about. Let's let's be about the business of, of edifying the church and helping one another become better Christians. Let's, let's not put stumbling blocks in front of each other. Let's help all of us to, to give glory to God in the highest so that we can have peace on earth. The podcast is yours to, to do with it what you want. I certainly hope and pray that you got something out of it. You'll continue to follow us and hit that like button. Tell your friends and family about us. If you have any questions about Bible topics, we will do our best to answer them. You can submit your questions through our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. Again, I, I thank you for listening. May God bless you and may He have the glory.